0: Welcome to the Spirituality What? podcast, where we explore the mysteries, joys, and challenges of being spiritual beings navigating our unpredictable human experience we call life here on planet Earth. I'm your friendly guide, Rebecca, ready to jump into our adventure of the day. Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday means a new episode on Spirituality What? Welcome back everybody to part two of our exploration into spirituality with my good friend Mike. Today we're going to talk a little bit about mirrors and what that looks like and triggers and challenges and processing human experiences through our energy bodies or our chakras and how that acts as the interface between the physical and the non-physical part of ourselves and What it looks like to teach and enlighten future generations of spirituality from Mike's perspective. Yeah. You bring up an interesting topic, which we touched on a little bit in the spirituality in jujitsu episode with Natty Boss, which is mirroring and mirrors in the universe. So we we talked about how in jujitsu, you are presented with your mirrors in these sort of other components. So what does that mean from your perspective? How, like, how is like, what is the universe doing there with -hmm. with mirrors?
1: Well, you could say that it's a constant thing that we're always trying to understand ourselves through every situation and every person that Mm -hmm. we meet. And so just in the same way we, we would face a mirror and we see ourselves and we have to say, What what is this thing that I'm seeing? Is this is this me? I, I think that's that way with everybody. Mm-hmm. We can see a person and say, Oh well, that's so similar to me. Is is this person an aspect of me? Mm-hmm. And then when we see an aspect of ourselves in that person, we can kind of step step back and and you know, feel the oneness of our of our nature a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But at the same time we also see the things that trigger us, and that's really what it's for, is is the things of which we we we, we like and we dislike in other people. We can we can begin to explore more is that something that I like and dislike in me Mm. as we as we make that connection now now it's not necessarily easy to always think that way when we see other people and we're triggered by them Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like you know I I am not ever bothered by other people on the road anymore and I feel like it's always fascinating to me to watch other people driving and having these experiences (laughs) and it's like I'm pretty sure you're doing that same thing and it's usually really fast too when Mm -hmm. you watch other people drive it's like if they're bothered by somebody else on the road you can probably see that, that same trip. They did that same kind of thing and they just don't realize it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's just very hard to see that though. Right. I mean, that's the, that's that like disidentification sort of, and being able to step back and say like, what do I see here? Like, what are the problems here? How do I, can I recognize that in myself? Right. So Otherwise, we're not seeing the mirrors. We're just going through life being like, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. And just meandering through. Yeah. Yeah. Really cool stuff. So how you are one of the most spiritual people that I know. So for, for the listeners, Mike, Mike knows a lot of cool shit, which which is why we wanted to have him today. And so I wanted to and you do a lot of things in spirituality. You are you talk about this, you read books, you're you're hosting discussion groups and all of this other stuff. And so, from your experience, how do you balance even taking care of your son, the 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 reality of everyday life of, you know, needing to bring money home, needing to sleep, all of that with this spiritual well-being or exploration of spirituality or transcendence or sort of growing and connecting spiritually?
1: I think it's little steps every day, every moment, coming back to the present moment every time when there's yeah. something out of balance. Yeah. Yeah. It used to be that, I mean, the best way to find balance is to find that time to meditate. Mm-hmm. If I don't have time to meditate. I have <laughs> to find something in the in the present moment to to help me balance.
0: So is that focusing on love or gratitude or all just a variety of different things?
1: I I, I think it's, Drilling in on whatever's bothering me and just going. Oh, triggers. Yeah. So finding, looking at the triggers. Yeah. Finding the roots of what it is that's bothering me and then finding what would be a way to balance that, which is forgiveness is ultimately the best, the best word for it. I think acceptance is another word, but understanding the self, accepting the self, then becoming the creator. Those are the three disciplines of the personality in the rock contact. So understanding your, understanding what's going on with you is number one understanding how to find acceptance within that that mm. and total acceptance love and forgiveness for yourself um, and and then for others if it's something that you see in others only you have to do both ways mm-hmm. but that's ultimately i think both relating to accepting yourself accepting other people is a part of that um, and then the third step becoming a creator is ultimately kind of like the mystical transformation or transmutation of our consciousness which mm-hmm. kind of is building us up to the next layer and that can occur in many different ways. Mind, body, spirit, the transformation that's occurring within us is really the way that we don't have to deal with what we were dealing with previously. Mm -hmm. So having new philosophies about our life can be a way that we find that we don't have to worry about the same things anymore. Um, Maybe finding a more healthy diet is a way that we don't have to worry as much Mm -hmm. about being low on energy, that we can't face things properly. Mm -hmm. So maintaining our physical vehicle is also part of it, and I've had to learn about you Know supplements that could help me not feel so terrible, yeah, <laughs> as, a, as a parent who's not getting enough sleep.
0: Totally. Yeah. What yeah. recommendations do you have on that front? We might as well go there,
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, lately, I think that I've been benefited a lot by cordyceps, cordyceps mushrooms, and okay, and uh, rhodiola. And um, lately, I've been trying one called NMN, which um, Amazon banned because they're, there's like some weird war with pharmaceutical companies oh, okay. to mar- market as this drug, but it's really it's just like a related to the NAD past pathway in the body that helps produce, you know, more energy from cells. Okay. But yeah, I also like one called Kre-Alkaline creatine,
0: okay. which
1: seems to be a more digestible form of creatine that helps, you know, maintain the, the muscles and maintain energy. And it's great for the brain too. Um, lots of studies on that. And um, I always take uh, every day a supplement called Gotu Kola, G-O-T-U-K-O-L-A. Yes, Yeah, that's my favorite supplement. Yeah. And that, that one seems to keep me in a, more of a spiritual Zen state, I think. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm like, okay, maybe that's a, maybe I should start taking that on <laughs> yeah. a daily spiritual Zen state. I, yeah. I like that. So how I'm, I'm thinking how best to, I might have to come back to that question that I had. Um, I guess we'll, we'll do, we'll do another one at the moment. What is the most challenging thing from your perspective or in your current state about being spiritual in your human body
1: that's that's a really challenging question now <laughs> i have to survey my 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 thoughts right now um i guess you know challenges come from the constant barrage of everything all mm-hmm. the time yeah it, it's definitely challenging to feel overwhelmed, but I also feel like there's always a path out out of every challenge. I guess there's no single challenge that keeps coming back. There's just a lot of little challenges little, that come all the time.
0: Mm, nothing really repeated, but just yeah. a lot of yeah, ongoing.
1: Yeah, and that's what the that's what the life is. It's just a cycle of catalyst and karma. It's just and and if we're not facing one lesson properly, it's going to come in a slightly different form next mm. next time mm-hmm. around. And it's going to keep on coming and coming and coming to deal with it. I guess you could say the challenge is not recognizing the behaviors and patterns that we're stuck in. And so not knowing what we don't know is the challenge. Right, yeah. yeah,
0: Because then we can't break those patterns if we don't. Yeah. Right. That's, that's where I would say from my perspective, you know, spouses come in quite handy because oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are, they are willing to to let you know what those patterns of yeah. <laughs> behavior hopefully. are. Hopefully, hopefully. hopefully if yeah. you're discussing it. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
1: And that's a behavior pattern too, that people are stuck in not discussing whatever mm-hmm. it is that's bothering them about the other person. Yeah. That's huge.
0: But that is a really good way in generally, a, you know, in, in a functional relationship, um, yeah. a relatively safe sort of space and a safe way to get called out on our bullshit so that we can be like whoa wait you're right I was doing that and I didn't even know it
1: yeah yeah every day
0: (laughs) (laughs) that's that's the perfect opportunity for spouses there so let's come back really quick I, I think I've formulated better my my other question which is kind of back on the the trigger and maybe even challenges and triggers are similar or maybe kind of go hand in hand what what is a trigger from your perspective
1: I guess it's anything that leads to frustration. Yeah. I think it seems tied to frustration generally. Misunderstanding generally. Yeah. Or... yeah. And, and and the raw contact has a very interesting description of anger, which I think frustration ultimately is just like a tiny form of mm-hmm. anger. And they call it a undirected and random red ray energy, which is like the root chakra energy. It's like this, this buildup of energy in, in our system, which we haven't, funneled into a way to control that or process that energy properly. So it's like a metaphysical buildup that hasn't found an outlet yet. And so I I think that's what, you know, a trigger is an energy that is pushing us to use it for something, either for acceptance or for control. Those Mm -hmm. are the two paths. And, and, you know, as people who want to pursue love, the goal is to find a way to accept and integrate anything that's frustrating us and triggering us. And that's always possible, but to do that, sometimes you have to get more angry first. Mm-hmm. You have to you have to experience it and process it, and that's not a very common teaching that you hear. Is yes. like sit in that trigger so so deeply that you that you that you, you can integrate you it. You can let it go. Yeah,
0: yeah, so that it can pass. Yeah, sort of through you and not get stuck. Right. That's very interesting. I've never. I I don't know very much. I'm learning every day more and more about everything. And chakras is. One of them, and sort of the—it's interesting that you say that anger, it lives there or it starts there. Can you maybe explain that a little bit?
1: Well, it's something I still don't fully understand, except that you know, the—I the, feel like the chakra system is essentially like the energy that fuels the way we think. Okay. And and it's connected to our physical body too. The chakra system yes. is the is the interface between the mind and the body, the inner and the outer natures of our existence. And there are seven different. Energy centers, which are like vortexes of almost like gateways or portals mm-hmm. in between the physical and the non-physical aspects of our being, and the simplest example people know about is the pineal gland, mm-hmm. where there's this. Once we reach and access the third eye, then we have this direct awareness into the you know the metaphysical nature of our reality through that that opening. But it's actually I think an opening that happens on you know the six chakras below it, and and it really relates to the seven ways in which we can see reality. Um, And see our current experience. We see first in terms of survival. That's the red ray energy. We look at everything in terms of survival when we're stuck in that energy. We can look at. We can say, I don't kind of. I'm not gonna be able to pay my bills. Not gonna be able to feed myself. You can be afraid and stuck in that energy. And but once you are able to see, this doesn't matter because I'm I'm totally um, secure. You know that you can look in terms of orange ray chakra energy, which is seeing seeing in terms of personal identity. Personal eccentricities, um, personal um, quirks of how you see yourself can get stuck there and affect everything else about your your experience and your way of being, and and you can have just um, distortions there with, with and still open up your your third chakra, which is what humans are all primarily focused on is the yellow ray third chakra, which is seeing in terms of of uh, social relations, seeing it in terms of um, you could. As a, with a blockage, you could see in terms of control and manipulating other selves in the in the context of the society through that that lens. And so, you know, to some degree, the the, the red ray energy has to be processed on some level. If if you're going to open it up to to love, you have to be willing to open your heart and not see in terms of controlling others mm-hmm. when you want to properly process that energy. And and once you can um, see in terms of wanting peace and joy and comfort for others. Um, and that's literally something the raw context says to, to open the heart to see. You have to you have to see peace, joy and love, wanting peace, joy and love for others and not desire to manipulate them or influence them, but just mm-hmm. want their peace, joy and love to be continued. Then you can easily open your heart and, and see in terms of universal love shared freely. And and that's a long journey too to open your heart more and more fully. And then that leads to the Blu-ray opening, which is seeing in terms of um, open and honest communication of that love. And, and energy really, it's it's a it's a sharing of energy through the Blu-ray that we can open up more and more, and you know communication is is the primary way that we do that with our with our words is very helpful, and and then opening up to the universal nature of all of all creation is is the opening of the the indigo at the third eye center.
0: So, does this is there a relationship between these? The chakras, these energy centers, and sort of the path at which things have to be processed. Like, yeah. does it start in the root? Like, when we're talking about that anger, like, that's sort of where it comes. And then we have to kind of process everything up through the different energy centers.
1: Yes. But we already have done a lot of bouncing and processing of our energy centers at any given time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's just that's the filtering mechanism is it has to filter okay. through these, these levels of, of perceiving our reality. If you, if you can't get past something about, you know, seeing in terms of, I have to see myself as a failure or something, then you can't really think about yourself as a normal functioning person in society. If you're stuck on that lower, Mm -hmm. that lower ego, uh, ego is may not, not maybe the right word, but it's the, you know, it's just a blockage of how you see yourself that can be blocking the the, the wider expansion of your integration of the yellow ray, which is the necessary for wider integration of the heart.
0: Okay. And that kind of makes sense if you think about the chakras as I think it's what is it like the bottom three are really focused on the human experience, and right. so it makes a lot of sense that things would start there, and we would kind of have to process and filter
1: yeah.
0: from the bottom up because that's really the I mean the root like is where we're grounding like into this planet yeah. into this. It's yeah. It's like
1: world. where the the outer experiences are coming and hitting us mm-hmm. from. Yeah
0: really interesting stuff Mm -hmm. that's so cool so we've talked about a lot of different things today so far i guess do you have any particular so you talked a little bit about meditation do you have any like other spiritual practices or rituals because i also know that you have a religious aspect of your life which is very cool yeah um that you really like currently or that really kind of help you
1: yeah I had an intuition that I could share that um, as I drove here, I decided to throw out the lyrics to a to a hymn, and I just started making up lyrics and singing them <laughs> <laughs> and that is a lot of fun oh
0: that is S- fun. <laughs> singing, singing
1: in the car and and finding the highest level of words that you can find mm. in the song, making songs for yourself i mean worship is is one recommended practice and uh, they actually sing the love one, but they actually combine. Worship and thanksgiving a lot of times.
0: Okay. Giving
1: thanks is, is what worship is kind of about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, being willing to, to get to a point of, of singing about how thankful we are is, is a beautiful space to be in. Mm. And so, you know, worship in a church, church setting can kind of just be like focus on the words, not really digging into what that means internally. Mm-hmm. But I, feel, I, I see those as ladders too. Each, each, each phrase in a worship song can be reinterpreted on a level that means less and less about the you know the finite material aspects of our being, and more about this deep spiritual infinite, deeply connected to heaven kind of being, mm-hmm. and you can open up the gates to heaven in some way, with with words as they take on the deeper meanings to you, and then as you sing those words, it's kind of like a meditation where you're stepping out of your normal thoughts and you're stepping into you know a deeper processing of these um, these principles mm-hmm. or these feelings which are more um more reverent or more um more peaceful or Mm -hmm. loving all the things that we're we're seeking to kind of integrate into our being more
0: yeah i i love that you bring that up we are definitely going to do quite a few podcast episodes on music and song and sound and vibration and i think lyrics um we talked about this on the jujitsu one as well with natty the lyrics to to music are really impactful like yeah it's something that i would say over the past maybe eight eight ten-ish years i've slowly filtered out mm-hmm. a lot of music that i like quote like because when i find myself singing the words i'm like what the <laughs> fuck am i even saying you yeah. know and i'm like oh yeah. no i don't need to manifest that actually
1: yeah <laughs> I've, I've been there, yeah.
0: Because <laughs> it's so passion. I mean, it's so you, we're singing songs that we like, and there's like a lot of passion and emotion and energy. And I'm like, yeah, I definitely don't need to bring those things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I really like that. I re- I really like that. Um. So the other we the other thing I want to kind of talk about, and I think for you, this the answer to this question is going to be going to be pretty pretty easy, but in general. When you're kind of with your son, we'll use that as, as the baseline when you're with your son, how, like, how are you teaching, how are you teaching him about spirituality, about oneness, about recognizing, you know, about this de-identification, you know, he is really young. He's still just figuring out, you know, the basics of walking and communicating and all of that. So what do you do with your son there?
1: It's kind of like pointing him in a different direction all the time. If I if, if I feel like he's upset about something, I can try to explain things to him and and if he gets hurt, I can try to say um I mean I've I've begun to try to say things like, just have faith, Daniel, it'll heal automatically <laughs> And and it does seem like it it's helped. Yeah. <laughs> like But you know, I've I've tried other things like, Oh, that does it just doesn't matter. Just have just just work your way through it, Daniel. It doesn't matter. And so I guess, I think it's an emotional vibration. I'm not mm-hmm. sure how many words he's understanding. I sure. assume he's telepathic and he can pick up on Oh, words. he he definitely, yeah. he
0: knows what we're saying. I, yeah. I'm going to tell this story just because it's like my all-time favorite interaction ever with a kid. And Mike has heard this. But um, we went to, we went on a, um, like a winter camping trip at a cabin with Mike and a couple other folks. And they brought Daniel. And uh, Daniel and I... I think you guys were like walking outside or something and Daniel and Elizabeth and I were there. And so this was like a good, this was over six months ago. So Daniel wasn't even 18 months yet. And he was, we were playing on the floor and the floor was made of tile that looked like wood. So it had grains and knots and all that kind of stuff in it. And Daniel was like really focused on the tile and he kept pointing to this knot. And then he was pointing around the room and doing some of the things and I wasn't paying attention. So I was like, all right, let me pay attention to him real quick. So he's pointing to this knot on the tile and then he points from the knot on the tile to the end of like a branch that was cut off of a tree. So like kind of like a knot, right? In a tree, like it's not exactly the same thing, but very similar looking. And he just looked at me and I was like, yes, in fact, you are correct. That knot on the floor is basically just like a knot in the tree. And so we were kind of talking and he was pointing to other knots on the floor and then he points from the wood so this was like wood next to like a fireplace or a wood burning stove or something he pointed from the wood to a grocery store a reusable grocery store bag that had trees on it and I was like in fact you are also correct like this comes from that and it's all the same thing and he was like didn't say a single word, you know? And like, yes, the pointing is is helpful, but absolutely, like he was totally getting inside there. I was like, thank you very much for letting me help you. Yeah. It was really fun. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, what's really interesting is that he, he he, there's so many instances I could share, I suppose, but there's cases where like, I'll, I'll be playing with him with a particular object. He has something in his hand and I don't want him to put it in his mouth. But I'm not really thinking about that. And then his mom will come up and say, Daniel, don't put that in your mouth. And as soon as she starts to even talk, he's bringing it he's up to his already mouth. already putting
0: it in his mouth. Yeah, so like, he doesn't hear the don't, right? Just like the he universe, hears, he hears the put it in your mouth. Yeah,
1: but he's hearing it before she even says Interesting, it. He's dude. seeing that the thought has occurred to her yeah. that he might put it in his mouth. It's like, oh, that's a good idea. I should try that. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That is so cool. So, what else? What Hi. else is on your mind today?
1: I guess I'm a blank slate mostly.
0: <laughs> well, this has been really great so far. I think we... So, Mike and I are... Mike runs this um, like special meetup that has all kinds of cool stuff on it, but he does an interfaith spiritual discussion. And we talk about a lot of these sort of similar things. We talk about love. We talk about discernment and judgment. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of really interesting conversations and we're still podcast still not sponsored by meetup but it's a great in my opinion like a great place to potentially find open groups that are kind of a little bit we have quite a few people who have religious backgrounds who come to these so but but who are a little bit less religious and more just about the spiritual
1: yeah I feel there's an activist in me that wants to like tell people like, if you don't have a meetup.com account, you should get a meetup.com account <laughs> wherever you live, wherever you are. You should have a meetup.com account <laughs> and have amazing spiritual conversations with people who are just like you. They, they exist everywhere, but they, you know, they, they don't have a place to have these conversations yet.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I would say, I mean, it's like, you don't see a lot of advertisements for, yeah. for things like meetup, but they really do have a lot of really cool, really cool things. Um, So I think that, Probably does it for today. We'll give Mike an opportunity with our last question, which is what is one tip about living as a spiritual being in this human existence that you'd like to share with the listeners?
1: I guess I shared a lot in the day. Let's see here. Um, I guess the tip I would have which maybe seems most, most centered is to, be willing to believe that there is a far deeper love that is behind your current moment experience than you could have ever realized. Be, be be willing to consider that there is something so much more joyful and amazing that's happening right now than than you had realized. And and the willingness to go there and to find that love in the moment is really the, the point of this reality, I think, is mm-hmm. to bring us to the next level and you know you you can go looking for love externally and believe that it's not already there but the the true the true joy is to find that it has always been there on a deeper level like an infinite archetypal level that is manifesting in a most purified way to to give us exactly what we're seeking you know to to realize that that's the truth is is it just requires a willingness that you have to you have to look for that
0: Beautiful. And the crazy part, I, I, I get goosebumps a lot on this podcast, but I, as soon as you said, like, believe in the love, I felt this like huge swell in the room. Like it was really, I don't know if you felt that, but you were like, believe in the love. And it was like, boo, in the room, it was awesome. <laughs> I was like, yes, we believe, we believe in the love. Well, thank you so much, Mike. Mm-hmm. This was wonderful. I really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Thank you for starting a podcast. Thank you for trying to make a difference and help people with this.
0: Absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Take care.
0: And there we have it. That closes episode exploring spirituality with Mike. And if you have any questions for Mike, feel free to head over to Spotify and use the Spotify Q and A where we've put um, a question there. What questions do you have for Mike? If you're interested in hearing more episodes around different religions let us know as well in the spotify poll and thank you again so much for listening this was a great more generic episode about spirituality as a human in this planet in these bodies and we're going to have a couple more episodes like this as well and just a friendly reminder i appreciate all of the support If you want to subscribe and follow the podcast, that would be great. In Spotify, it's just the follow button underneath the album or the cover art. And in iTunes, it's actually a subscribe button. It has a little plus icon in the top kind of right corner on the opposite side of the album art. Happy hump day and see you all next week. Thank you for joining me on today's spirituality what adventure. Subscribe, rate, review, and share this podcast. Visit us on Instagram at spirituality.what to interact, tell us what spirituality means to you, and even provide some of your own personal musings. Human on, you phenomenal spiritual beings.